Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conversation Romance, the podcast. This is the uh, Tuesday night, Tuesday late night reading edition. We have been reading uh, Burning Ember by Sarah Arden. It's a very lovely, very calm, very tame, but great romance novel. She's a writer. Sarah Arden is a writer. Well, we'll talk about her in a minute. But let's talk about me, everybody. Hi, my name is Jeff Johnson. I'm the host of the podcast, Conversation Romance. We are here to read chapter 16 of the book. <laughs> we will be uh, posting this podcast right after we finish. We're recording it live on TikTok and uh, here on the, on the podcast software. It doesn't get posted until about 10, 30, or 11. That's what we call it, the late night edition of the podcast. So, like I said, welcome. My name is Jeff Johnson. Conversation Romance is a podcast about life, love, and the pursuit of loving another, right? In the, in our 40s, 50s, and 60s, maybe 70s and 80s if we get there, right? Uh, I'm not there yet. I'm 54 years old. Five-time divorce E or A. I don't know how that works, right? But I'm not giving up. I was asked earlier if love is a real thing, if I think love exists. If I didn't think love did exist, I wouldn't have this silly podcast. And I wouldn't be reading a romance novel every night to you guys at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Or is it Central East, Central Daylight Savings? I don't think. I think it's Central Standard Time right now. Who knows? I'm not smart enough to know that kind of stuff. So, <clears throat> let's turn that music off. <laughs> I'm from where we don't end our sentences and prepositions, man. Have a good night. All right. When we first opened this book, Burning Ember by Sarah Arden, we met our hero. Right? I'm not, I'm quoting it in standard time, man. I don't care where I'm at. We met our hero, Hayden Cole. Now, Hayden Cole is a, what, third generation firefighter? His, his, grand, his grandparents, uh, his mom, his dad, his, literally his mom, his dad, his whole family has been, uh, uh, firefighters. So, the first time he was able, as a firefighter, to be an actual hero, which is the only thing he ever wanted to be, was a hero. Not necessarily a firefighter as much as he just wanted to be a hero, right? So, his first chance to be a hero was with our heroine about nine years ago during the current book time. And when he met her, it was in a fire, he saved her, but he hesitated, and until just two chapters ago, he believed it was his hesitation that caused her injuries in the fire, the burns that were on her neck. And he just found, we just found out that she started to fire herself, and she was burned way before he got there, and he, ju he just saved her. He saved her from getting hurt even worse. So, as they, after nine years of knowing each other, they finally decided to start dating. It's going really well until she told him this little secret. And now he's trying to figure out who he really is because he based his career, his nine-year firefighter career, on the fact that he would never hesitate again. When in all actuality, his hesitation really did probably save him and her both. So here we go. Chapter 16, Burning Ember by Sarah Arden. <clears throat> Sophie, can you help me with these chairs? Olivia asked her. Sure, 
so she helped her carry some extra chairs from the storeroom to the dance floor. Extra tables had already been set up there and decorating was underway for their first annual first responders benefit. I think Ben half wanted to open a bar just to have a place to host this thing. Well, it makes sense. I mean, why wouldn't a first responder benefit from all the money going into this thing rather than some corporate shill? Sophie agreed. Sometimes, as weird as this sounds, sometimes I think he knew he was going to die. As, as she spread out a, a tablecloth, Livy says, You know, I'm sorry, I, I'm always a little maudlin this time of year. No. It's it's really okay, Sophie. Sophie assured her. But I I want to hear whatever you have to say. Oh, well, most people only want to talk. Only want to. Most people only want to talk about what a hero he was, and, and I don't want to hear that anymore. In all actuality, he chose them instead of me in the end. Oof! Livy sank down into one of the chairs and scrubbed her hand over her face. God, that's selfish and petty, isn't it? Actually, she debated. <sighs> she debated what she wanted to say next, really. Do you want friend Sophie or therapist Sophie here? <laughs> um, can I get both? Yeah. I can totally do that because both will say similar things, actually. The packaging is different. It's all about the packaging, Livy said. Well, friend Sophie says that <laughs> you know that's not true. He didn't choose anyone or anything over you. What happened to him happened while he was doing what he was called to do. Which is part of the reason you loved him. Now, therapist Sophie says that anything you feel is okay to stop fighting it. If you want to be mad at him, it's okay to be mad at him. If you want everyone to shut up about what a hero he was, it's fine to disagree or to disengage from them altogether. It's fine to say you don't want to hear it because he's gone. All of this is for you, not him. Right? I know that's how people cope with loss. I know I'm not the only one that loved him. Well, there is that to consider, offered Sophie, but you know, Neither friend Sophie or therapist Sophie is particularly concerned about those people at the moment. We're just concerned about you. How <sighs> can you imagine what would happen if I flipped out on someone about Ben? What would you tell them if you did? Because you're entitled to your grief and to give you space and do what you asked, right? What if I wanted to sell the bar? I mean, she looked around like to make sure nobody heard her, but I can't believe I said that out loud. What if I wanted to sell this bar? Well, that's okay too. Really? Are you sure? I feel like it's become such a drudgery. It's like I'm the misery chick, you know? Oh. Oh, we have to go hang out at Ben's this weekend because his widow will starve to death if we don't throw some business her way out of the kindness of our hearts. Everything about this place, fighting to keep it going, fighting to keep it from falling down around my ears, it's just 
drudgery. This is not how I wanted to spend my life. There are reminders of him everywhere. Reminders of the life we had. The life we dreamed of. And the life that's scattered like ashes all around me. I just don't want to do this anymore. Well, the great thing is you don't have to. <laughs> don't I? What about the Lucky Seven? It, it's like this is a shrine to their brotherhood. Not just Ben, but all of them. Yeah. I happen to have it on good authority that if you want to unload this bar, the Lucky Seven guys would go in on it together and buy it from you. What? I'm upside down and alone. That's why they'd go in on it together. Why don't you tell Royce that you're thinking? You know, you, I mean, you know Royce, the one that wants to do anything he can to help you. Yeah, but, oh my God, he's done so much for me already. You'd think I was his wife. He loves you. Your family to all the seven. I know. And I feel guilty. Why? Why would you feel guilty? <clears throat> Sometimes I wish I'd never said yes to Ben. You know that time, remember when he first asked me in high school? Sometimes I wish I'd never said yes. But why do you feel guilty? I, I mean, I see exactly why you would say that. I mean, you'd avoid this pain, this loss. Some people say that love is worth all that it costs. I mean, to have it and lose it. Oof. Which one is better? Is it better to have it and lose it? Or is it better not to have it at all? I don't, I don't know. Is it true for you? Which would you rather have? <sighs> Sophie should have expected the question. But it hit her with all the force of a brick to the face and her nose prickled right in the middle of it. She felt like she'd actually been punched. She's had it. She had it with Hayden. She has it with Hayden. There's more. There's, remember, if you go all the way back to high school, there's more. Before Ben asked me out, Royce did. I wish I would have said yes. Really? Wait. <laughs> Royce asked you out in high school? Tell me. Tell me all about it. No, no, it's silly. It was high school. It was a long time. And Come on. Why did you say no to Royce in high school? Yeah, she tucked a piece of hair behind her ear. To be honest, I thought it was some kind of a cruel joke. I mean, mousy little me and Royce Cole. Wow. He was quarterback. He was king of Ember High. He was the homecoming queen. Everything. Yeah. Here he is. Yet, after all these years, here he is. Oh, man. Can you imagine? 
Sometimes I wish I could go back and say yes. Or we could have some kind of insane affair and I could start being Livy again instead of Ben Dodd's poor sad widow. So why don't you? Are you insane? You're the one who said you wanted an insane affair. I mean, <laughs> uh, you're supposed to tell me that's a bad idea. Well, is it? Who are you, the devil? No, 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 seriously, why is this a bad idea? You're both grown-ass people. Well, this presumes that he would even look my way. If I was mousy then, let's not even talk about how mousy I am now. I don't even know what real color my hair is anymore. I, I don't think I've done more than put it up in a bun since Ben died. And you presume that Royce is only interested in a painted face. I, I think you'd know him better by now, wouldn't you? Well, all right. It's what I tell myself, because if he was interested, I know myself. I'd fall in love. I mean, I'd fall in love with him so fast, I'd get whiplash. I can't do that again. I can't love another man so much and lose it again. I just can't. Every time that bell rings. Sophie reached out and squeezed her. And you know, you know what you need better than anyone else. You know. But if it's not him, there's plenty of other men you could spend some time with. I mean, Finnegan. <laughs> you could just take a number and get in his line. Actually, I mean, if you called him and told him exactly what you told me, I bet he'd handle that affair real quick. It's more of like a public service and all, right? Well, Finnegan is pretty. There's no denying that. Did you hear about that calendar thing everyone is doing? Yes, I did. And I totally approve. <laughs> She's thinking of doing a bachelor auction, too. How how fun would that be? Oof. Sylvie wondered if Hayden would put himself in that auction. How pathetic would it be if she bought him? Mm. The money's going to a great cause, though. Yeah. <sighs> no, really. This would actually be a pretty great venue if it did a setup like this. I mean, make Royce build you a makeshift stage that could easily disassemble and use again. You're brilliant. Livy stood up and spread another tablecloth while Sophie had some chairs. Sometimes I have ideas that don't suck, but it's not often. The back door cracked open and drawing their attention, she saw Allison, their mother, or the, uh, the cold mother, come through. Put a smile on Sophie's face. She brought over several plastic containers. My two favorite girls, I've brought you provisions to keep up your strength. I don't know why she has a southern accent, I just thought it was a fitting. Ma, hey, I thought I smelled cupcakes. Royce said, emerging from the stock room with a full keg on his shoulder like a real man. <sighs> they are not for you, Allison said. Blasphemy! As he pried open the lids and she smacked his hand just like they should, right? Livy and Sophie first, Royce. Fine. <clears throat> Even though I did almost die when I fell and cracked my head open. 
You did not almost die. You're fine. Stop milking it, dude. That's not impressing anyone here anymore, period. Well, Libby, you're impressed, aren't you? He bounced his muscle a little bit, right? You're kind of impressed. <laughs> he flexed in the mouth. Come on, man. Don't let me hang. Yes, Royce, I am so impressed, Libby Deadpan. You guys are so bad for my ego. Someone has to keep you humble, Allison shoots him away. Seriously, I love you, but go away. We have secret lady, we have secret, and I had a secret lady work to conduct. <laughs> That's just making him more determined to stay, Libby said. Oh, it's like she knows me already. Royce is in love with her for sure. Royce snatched the smallest container of cupcakes and darted back behind the wall. Death will be worth it for these. I will stay and eat. <laughs> totally worth it. Delicious red velvet death. Oh, he stuffed one of the whole things in his mouth as a girl's watching horror. Oh, don't worry. That one was actually for him anyway, Allison said. Here, darlings, eat up. You need your strength. My behind does not need any more cupcakes, lady. Look at this thing. And she slapped it. Mine does, Sophie said. I wish, Libby said. Life is short. Eat the cake, Allison demanded. <sighs> That's right. Allison looked at Sophie. Sophie looked at Allison. They said, dessert first. I guess I can console myself that you twisted my arm as Libby took a bite. So the plan tonight, I was debating keeping this a secret. I think you need to know. I wouldn't want you to be caught off guard. Livy paused with her mouth still full of velvet cupcake. Every year, this benefit raises money for the first responders' families who've suffered a loss. More often than not, what we raise goes to a bigger pot and benefits someone we don't know. This year, the board wanted to do something different. Oh, shit, Livy said. Yeah, they're going to present you with a check, Livy. They've got a big tribute for Ben. Sophie was really glad that Allison had a certain insight into people. I mean, after the conversation they just had, surprising Livy with something like this might have done more harm than good. Well, you know I don't want it. Can I say no? You can, but why would you? I know it will be hard. It'll be like Ben's funeral all over again. But it might do it might do you good to share your grief this time. Or, to be honest, you can hang out in the stockroom until it's all over and I'll send Sophie to get you. Allison turned and looked at her. You are coming, right, Sophie? Oh, yes. Good. I was worried that with whatever happened between you and Hayden, you'd start avoiding us and I can't have that. She took Allison's hand. You know, I considered it, but that's not how I want to live. That's not dessert. So I'll be there. Oh dear, I'm very happy to hear that. He'll come around, you know. Allison opened her own container. Wow, these are really good if I do say so myself. Royce was behind his mom and reaching over his shoulder when he got when she grabbed his hand. Do you want to draw back a stub? 
Because I'm going to bite you if you try to take my cupcake. You had yours, and now we're talking. We're plotting Hayden's life for him. <laughs> Good luck, Roy said. You going to eat that? He reached for Livy's cupcakes, and she let him take it. Oh, you love me. He kissed her cheek before stuffing the cupcake in his mouth in one bite again. You know, if you took the time to taste it, maybe you wouldn't have to steal from ladies. I didn't steal it. She gave it to me. No, I just didn't bite you when you reached for it, Hayden. Or Royce. Wait, is the bite an option? Uh-oh, Livy blushed when he said that. Get out of here. Go lift heavy things and leave us in peace for a minute. If I'll, I'll tell you what. You give me another cupcake and I'll leave and never come back. Royce Robert Cole. Yes, ma'am, I'm out. So that's what it takes. I just use his full name and he'll comply. Usually that's all it takes, Allison retorted, but I'm, I'm really surprised I had another baby after him. He was the most contrary child ever to live, even as a baby. I mean, actually, I'm surprised he didn't think his name was Damn It, Royce. <laughs> well, that must be why he feels comfortable around this bar, because that's what I tell him all the time. Although he is a good man. He's been such a help to me. Well, I am, I'm, I am glad to hear that said Allison. Sophie was going to save the second cupcake, but decided it needed to be consumed. It wasn't going to last long around Royce anyway, and she was actually still hungry. Back to the question at hand. Tonight, Sophie and I will be here to help you through it. At Livy's expression, Allison added, just take the money, honey. If something happened to Bill, I would. Oh, that reminds me. Are you looking forward to his retirement? No. Definitely not looking forward to his retirement. I love him more than my own breath, but it's good for him to be out of the house. If he retires, he's going to need to start a new career, private eye or something that will keep him occupied. We were hoping for grandchildren by now, and that would keep us both busy. And she looked at him. Back and forth. Right. I can't help you with that. Livy was the first to protest. You and Royce would have such beautiful children, Sophie said. They'd be hellions, I'm sure, Livy whispered. What? I heard my name. <laughs> you and Livy, we've decided that you'd have beautiful babies. Your mom is negotiating for grandchildren. Oh, shit. Livy was blushing hard, man. She refused to even look at Royce but making it a point to look everywhere else but him, right? If you make me more cupcakes, I'll do whatever you want. And of course, if Livy and I have babies, they'd be beautiful. Demons from hell, no doubt, but beautiful. I remember my childhood. I was kind of a little bastard, I think. <laughs> he went back to whatever it was he was doing. Uh, you weren't a bastard. You were curious and exuberant. She'd call back demon she mouthed to the girls what was Hayden like Sophie asked oh Hayden my little man was always so somber he didn't cry like Royce did when Royce was born he cried all the time I think it was mostly from frustration at his body not keeping up with his mind really but he was also also very tactile but Hayden well hmm 
It was like he just expected me to know when he needed something. Or if he needed change. I, I have the sweetest picture on my phone. Hold on. Allison pulled out her phone and pulled up an album. It was all Royce. The first few pictures were more recent. One of them holding somebody's baby and yada, yada, yada. And then it flipped. One of, uh, of him as a toddler holding a baby Hayden, right? That's precious, Sophie said. It really is, Libby added. Sorry enough embarrassing my boys. I'll get back to the regular. No, is Hayden coming to the benefit, Sophie asked. Well... Bill says he is. He went up to the cabin on the lake for a few days to work things out. Oh. Who folded the swan? Allison picked it up. This is cute. I did, Libby said. Can you teach us? <laughs> sure. Libby proceeded to show them how to fold the swans. Their conversation drifted toward things other than Hayden and Royce as they worked, and it was easy as, as it was a nice, smooth, easy camaraderie. And it wasn't too long before all the tables had been done to the nines, each place setting with a cloth, napkin, swan. Look at us, classing up the place, Livy said. I guess I should get ready. Me too. Wanna get ready together. Um <clears throat> I need to steal her away for a moment first, Roy said after he finished all hanging the lights. I'll be back in a second. <laughs> he's going to tell her that he's the one that put her name in forward. I'm really glad he's going to tell her I was afraid he wouldn't. And that would have been a mess. So hard on her. He knows her pretty well. I, for one, am excited. Really? Yes, with all this money she'll be free. That makes following your heart so much easier. Lady, you really have everything figured out. Well, not everything. Just my son's happiness. If that's all I ever get figured out, I'll be good with it. I mean, I don't mean to meddle, but... Actually, I don't think you meddle. I think you support. Okay, maybe you meddle a little, but but you're their mother. Of course you do. You should. Well, I'm glad we have that understanding. I can't wait till you're my daughter-in-law. She pulled out her phone. I've got pictures of a Hayden holding babies, too. If you need that kind of motivation, I mean, you know, see what he looks like holding a baby. You're terrible. What if I don't want kids? Ooh. In all actuality, it wasn't that she didn't want them. She did. She wanted them desperately. She wanted a huge family. But she wanted it with Hayden. Nobody else. But she had wondered if she'd be like her dad. If she could even be a good parent. You don't? Allison looked crushed. I'll stop then. I mean, you know deep down what I really want is for my son and the woman he loves to be happy. Whatever that means. If if that's kids or no kids or, or anything else, you two would decide together. But I really want to be a grandma. Maybe I can start a rent a grandma. Do they have that? I think that, yeah. <laughs> Sophie laughed again and 
joy, joy bubbling up from deep inside of her in a way she didn't, she didn't even know she could feel. Allison told her she was family, told her that they loved her, and that she kept proving it that she, they did over and over again. And that was what she loved, and that's what she wanted for herself. I don't know what's going to happen, Allison, but that's a lot of pressure, even when we're just teasing around. Hmm. This time, Allison squeezed her hand. I'll try to restrain myself. You know as much as I, you know as much as I love Hayden. I do love you too. Bill always told me I was going to be an awful battle axe of a mother-in-law. But I meant what I said about calling me mom too. That's not Hayden dependent either. Sophie teared up again. <laughs> mom. tried it out on her tongue, out loud, the sound of it, the feel of it, it felt good, it felt right, it was home, that's chapter 16 everybody. I tell you what, I don't want to go on a rant here. Everybody for the other podcast, everybody on TikTok. Thank you for hanging, staying out on the TikTok, by the way, if you did stay. Um, I don't, I'm not trying to, to overanalyze this thing, but is that what having a mom is like? I don't have one. I never had a mom. Never was a thing in my life. Is that what it's like? Oh my, I can't imagine. So, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us on the podcast. Uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna go do an after the show show over on TikTok and discuss the book and uh, life, love, liberty, and nakedness. I mean, I mean, uh, uh, the pursuit of happiness. Thank you very much. We'll be finishing this up in the next couple of days. We'll be trying out a couple of other books. We, I've got. I want to try to find a space cowboy romance novel. I got the hat for it. Uh, surely, for some reason or another, my executive producer wants me to try a reverse harem book about women that have like all these boys hanging around them that they choose from. That says a lot about you, Shirley. I, now I know why we like each other. It makes more sense every day. Hey, Karen. So, thank you for joining us over the podcast, both of you. I appreciate it very much. Uh, a quick word from our sponsors. And we'll see you soon. Yeah, if we had some cricket, uh, that'd be pretty fun. So, thank you for joining us over our, uh, The book is Burning Ember. And we, by Sarah Arden. We'll see you soon. Hey! Don't worry, Trip. Move on. Bye, everybody.
All right, we are out.